Laura, Laura's coming on in just a second. Here she comes. Here she comes. Hello there. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. Would you um, tell the folks a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, well, I am now working as a medium and a Reiki master. Um, as a child, I always felt that I had some kind of ability that a lot of my friends didn't have. I could kind of know things. Um, I saw my first spirit when I was at five years old. Um, and I just always was very drawn to um, this type of work or this type of subject. And then I experienced a very significant loss in my family. And that's when everything started opening up. And um, I started taking classes um, and just really started pursuing this path, this type of work. It's interesting because I saw my first spirit person at four. So our stories sound pretty similar. Yeah. So did it freak you out? <laughs> the first time it happened, yes, it did. Um, I actually was at my grandmother's house. Um, I, I was in my aunt's bed and my sister was in a playpen. She's three years younger than I am. And it was the middle of the night and I heard somebody come into the room and I thought it was my mother coming mm -hmm. back on us. And then I realized that it wasn't my parent and the spirit walked over and looked at my sister and walked over to my aunt's dresser and then walked out of the room. Oh and my gosh. Yeah, when I realized that it wasn't my mother or my father, it, it was kind of a frightening experience. Sure, of course. And uh, later on I checked with my mother to see if she had in fact come up and, and you know checked on us and she said no, she hadn't. Mm -hmm. So yeah, wow. a little scary as a kid. Yeah, well of course, absolutely. So. So you live in New York and yes. you have two grown children. Yes. And do you have any grandkids yet? No, not yet. Oh, it's the best. We just had a new one come in two weeks ago. Two weeks today, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it was great. Congratulations. So, thank you. Thank you. So after a significant loss, events started happening to you that actually put you on this pathway to develop your psychic and mediumistic gifts and abilities. Yes. So you've spent the last seven years honing and taking classes and perfecting your abilities as, and then received your certification as a medium from Lisa Williams. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe that's where we met. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that because you look familiar to me. You look familiar to me too. <laughs> maybe we had been in a class together. Probably. Now, and there was also one thing. Have you ever done um, any John Holland classes? Oh, I've studied with, with John Holland, James Von Prague, Lisa Williams. Yeah, then I'm sure, yeah, it was probably multiple classes that we've studied together. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's great. It's, it's nice to know that, you know, even though some people are, were always on the same path, maybe, but um, 
that we're learning, like we're learning the same things and the continuity is good. You know what I mean? That the, the ideals and even though what we're taught might like implant itself in us, but then we also can take that and stretch it and grow and personalize it for ourselves. I love that. I absolutely love it. So you're also a Reiki master. Yes, I Tell am. Tell me about that. Um, my family member um, sadly passed away from cancer. And while he was undergoing treatment, um, they had the Reiki practitioners at the hospital. Oh. Which really surprised me because they were uh, working with the cancer patients because they found that Reiki helps with the after effects of chemo and radiation. So they noticed that I was a little bit stressed out um, needless to say. And one of the practitioners said, come with me. And she, you know, had me go on her table and she administered some Reiki to me. And it was so relaxing and so calming. And I was quite impressed. And then um, this family member had been admitted into the hospital. He was nearing the end of his life. And the Reiki practitioner came and worked with him for an hour. And when she left, he was sleeping and I was quite impressed by that because there was no um, administering of, of any type of medication. Uh, you know, he just was so relaxed after the right. that he was able to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. And That's when, wonderful. I, when I started developing my own talents, another medium had mentioned to me that healing was something that I needed to look into and pursue. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, How are you familiar with Reiki? And I said, well, as a matter of fact, I am. And he said, well, that's a healing modality that perhaps you should become involved in. And then I started training in that. Very neat. I got my Reiki master way too long ago. <laughs> um, but they're starting to use it in the hospitals. And I don't know if the hospitals around you actually ex use the terminology Reiki. Um, a lot of times they'll use healing touch or something like that, but it is used in a lot of the hospital now and primarily in the oncology wards. So yeah. So what you're experiencing is awesome. I love that there's help for these people. Yeah. Having yes. my father just went through all that, you know, just, just finished the chemotherapy and the, the radiation. He just finished it like a month ago. And he had that option too. And it was great. It was really great. Um, I was really impressed that my local hospital was open-minded enough to allow complementary therapies in their cancer unit. They had acupuncturists there. They had a nutritionist there to work with the cancer patients. So we were very blessed to be able to have access to those additional services while he was undergoing his treatments. Right. You know, it's, it's funny or synchronistic how things come together. You know, your, your relatives have cancer and then prior to that, you run into it in the hospital and then some, another medium tells you about it and you know how things fall into place, seemingly random, but of course it's not. So obviously healing is, is a major part of your pathway and that's, that's quite a blessing. It is quite a blessing. And unfortunately, um, not as many people know about it as like acupuncture or herbology or, you know, things like that. 
but hopefully between um, all the Reiki masters out there and the alternative therapists, they will get that going. They will get that going. So everybody, if you would like to ask Laura a question, you're welcome to do so. I am manning um, the online portion, so bear with me if all the questions kind of scroll down and get lost. So I'm working as fast as I can. Um, Laura is not doing readings, however, like mediumship readings, but she will answer questions pertaining to the work that she does, whether mediumship or Reiki. So we will get that going as well. So go ahead and ask it here on the Facebook page, which I've got up and running live. Or if you'd like to get on the webinar live, just log into that Zoom link that is there and you'll be taken to the live room, Zoom room, and I will connect you from there. Okay. Um, once you're in the room, you do need to raise your hand and that's either down below or up above, depending upon where or what type of computer or iPad or phone you're using. So just put your finger on the screen a little bit or jiggle your mouse around to see that raise hand button. Okay. And then we'll get you online. So Laura, let's get back. So How did you or when did you finally decide to give in and develop your mediumship? Well, it was after the family member had passed away. Um, I started experiencing different things. Um, I started hearing spirit, which kind of, you know, takes you aback sometimes. Yes. Um, I tend to have things move around my house, which I... I love when that happens because it really validates to me that spirit is present. I, I caught glimpses in my house of this person and I went to a medium, believe it or not, I had never been to a medium before. And this person came through and we started talking. And then after that session, those occurrences started happening more frequently. So I went back to this medium who's now a close friend of mine and explained to her what I was experiencing. And she looked at me kind of bewildered and said, well, Laura, you're a medium and you need to be doing this work. And, you know, uh -huh. like, how did you not know this? And mm -hmm. that's when I started working with her a little bit. And the person that had crossed over actually was the one who taught me that I was clairaudient. And then my clairvoyance came in and then I very happily discovered that I live very close to the Omega Institute. And oh, how nice. Yes. So I can commute and I saw all the wonderful mediumship classes that were being offered there. And I started studying with wonderful teachers there. And then I also discovered that I live very close to a spiritualist church in New Jersey um and Perfect. started taking classes that were being offered there as well so i am truly blessed because i'm kind of in the middle if i go to the left i can go to the omega institute and if i go to the right i can go to the journey within so oh I, how nice i really um again am quite blessed to be able to learn from such wonderful teachers Absolutely. Absolutely. And I haven't been to Omega in years um, just because I just haven't, you know, the, the teachers that I'm trying to study with are either here or uh, not too far. 
Um, been to the journey within quite a few times and studied with some great mediums there. And I love it. And you're so blessed to be so close to within driving distance. Oh my gosh. That's, that, that's great. Cause I'm in Michigan and there's, there's a couple spiritualist churches, but that's about it. Yeah. They're, they're way back in the, unfortunately they're back in the dark ages. But anyway, so, <laughs> so you're so lucky to be really close. That's wonderful. So in your mediumship, what, what do you find is your, I guess your niche? What is your niche, 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 whatever? Where do you find that spirit has placed you? Um, well, I'm, I'm able to do the traditional mediumship type reading. Um, but I also do the psychic readings and I find a lot of times I get a hybrid of the two of them. Ah, okay. I may have a client come in and she's looking for some life path questions, but then her grandmother might come in and start delivering guidance on the topic that she's struggling with or her, Mm -hmm father might come in and give guidance. Um, so I kind of am able to help on both levels. Yeah, there's, um, from what I found, and there's a saying that psychics are not mediums, but all mediums are psychic. Yes. So, sure. yeah, so, it's, and I don't know, it may not be something that we intentionally go seek. It's just the way we are, right? It's just yes. the way we are. So there's a question on the Facebook Live. Oh, I just lost it. Where did it go? Just a second here. There was a question on Facebook Live about how you go about developing the mediumship. And it's gone now. See, the things happen so quickly on there. It's gone now. So how did you go about finding someone to teach you? Or do you yourself teach classes? I haven't started teaching yet, but that is something that... um, people have indicated might be a path that I should pursue mm-hmm. for myself. I just felt that it was really important that I learn the proper way to do a reading. And I did some research to, to see what was out there. As I said, I discovered that I'm very close to the Omega Institute and I felt that I really needed to sit in class with these teachers and really learn the proper way to do a reading, to connect with spirit, to present the information to the sitter, because it's a very important um, gift to have. It's a very serious thing to to give people guidance and give people these messages because it can impact the rest of their lives. Oh, yeah, absolutely it can. And it's it's not something that should be taken lightly. And there are so many um, people out there that maybe aren't doing this work for the best reasons or the best intentions and mm-hmm. to be able to, to present this work in the best possible light and show people, you know, what real mediumship is all about. You know, I agree. I, I really agree strongly, 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 because there is, of course, as in all work, as in all work, not just mediumship, there's people who teach from one level and then there's people who teach from another level and whether it's due to experience or just uh, like they having been in it a long time, or maybe they're attuned to a different level or whatever. Right. 
Um, but we have to find teachers that resonate with who we are. So I don't know about you, but I've been to a lot of teachers and, you know, looking for inspiration, looking for advice on how to build my mediumship. But I don't know about you, but once I started going, spirit directed my path. Oh, yes. Spirit told me, like, because I started out with psychic art, you know, drawing people's guides and all that kind of stuff. And that wasn't to be. Spirit just took took over, really, took over and directed uh, the loved ones to me. So, and I don't know, did that happen with you where you felt like you were kind of being pushed along by spirit? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, they have guided me, I feel, every step of the way um, to find, as I've been saying, that I live so close to the Omega Institute and then just happened to look at the offerings as far as classes and to mm -hmm. see that this teacher was giving a class right when I needed to take the class and then to find the journey within and see that there was another teacher that was teaching something that really would be important for me to learn. I feel that everything just rolled into place, rolled into place that I was being guided. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. So, how did you realize there's a question here on Facebook and it, the question is how did either of you realize it was actually spirit instead of just our imagination? Oh, um, as far as hearing uh, and giving a reading, hearing, seeing, no, not necessarily in a reading, but how do we realize when we were first starting out that it was spirit interactus and not ourselves? Um, just because of everything else that was happening around me, um, it's just, you know, so in the beginning, yes, you think, you know, maybe you're imagining this stuff. Um, but as I said, when I see something that I know I placed here and then I come back later and it's there, right? Um, that just proves to me that there's something really going on here. Mm -hmm. When I give a reading, when I'm able to produce, evidence that the sitter is able to verify and there's no way I would be able to know this information that validates for me yes I'm truly communicating with somebody that has crossed over spirit is really giving me this information because I've never met this person before and there's no way I would know this stuff right right what I used to do is because I am what I call the open-minded skeptic so, and what I tell my students to do also is ask for proof, ask for proof. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason why I call myself an open-minded skeptic, I, I need proof. I need proof to, to uh, validate for myself, right? Mm -hmm. Because when I, like Laura and I both said, we both started seeing and interacting with spirits since we were little, but I shut it down for quite a while. So in my mid thirties, I seriously thought I was going crazy. I, I'm telling the truth. So I used to have to ask for proof. If you're really here, you're going to show me this. Yes. Within a couple days, there it is. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and it could be something silly. It can be something like this could be difficult to pull off, but if the spirit people are really working with you, then you're going to see it. Mm -hmm. right? You're going to see it, hear it, feel it, whatever. Give them a little bit. Of, the harder it is, give them a little bit of time to pull these things off. But yeah, so always, I've always asked for proof and I've always gotten it. All right. Yeah. I've always gotten it. Um, and it could be anything. 
It could be anything like show me a heads up penny as they walk out the front door. Or um, I think one of the most profound one was when I didn't believe in spirit guides. I wasn't sure about spirit guides. So I asked, okay, so show me somebody with a one green shoe and one blue shoe on the very next day, the very next day I walked up, I was going through the grocery store, walked up behind this lady with a little kid in the cart. There we are. One green tennis shoe and one blue tennis shoe. So if you ask for proof, expect to get it. I had, asked, I had asked for, uh, I call them signs from yeah. Spirit not too long ago. Um, I had asked actually to see a rainbow. Mm -hmm. And the whole day I'm looking for a rainbow and I didn't see anything. And then I was on my computer and I was actually scrolling through Facebook and I saw the rainbow. And the interesting thing was I had had my cell phone next to my computer. And when I saw the rainbow and said, oh my gosh, there's my rainbow. All of a sudden, my cell phone made a noise. <laughs> Come and on. Like, da -da, like, you know, yeah. just so we're on the same page here. Here's your sign, Laura. You got it. Exactly. I, I love it. Love it. Love it. So let's move on. Do you ever have... And this might seem a little off topic, but do you ever have pets come through in a reading? A lot. I get a pets a lot. And my sitter is always kind of surprised when that happens because they're expecting to hear from their grandmother or their mother right. or something. And all of a sudden I'll, I see a, a dog or a cat and I'll start describing the animals um, mm -hmm. so that they verify that I in fact have their pet with me. And a lot of times the pets will um, come through with more than just a hello, I'm here. I had one woman who unfortunately needed to have her pet um, crossed over by the veterinarian and she mm -hmm. felt so bad about that. She really uh, carried a lot of guilt and a lot of sadness about that situation. And the pet came through to give her the message that it was okay, that he had lived a full life and she had made the correct decision because the quality of his life had deteriorated and just mm -hmm. change in expression on her face. It was like this tremendous weight had been lifted from her and it was so meaningful. Um, you know, she started to become emotional about it. So yeah, I do get pets that come through and it can be quite a, a meaningful experience for the sitter. It can. You know, it's funny because like you, years ago, I had this woman come in and her daughter, Susie, came through, um, spent the whole hour with us talking and giving us great evidence. And it was a really good reading. I was like, well, this is pretty cool. As she walked out the door, she told me Susie was her white cat. Never once did I, was I ever given the image of a cat, the feeling of an animal, nothing like that. So our animals, dogs, cats, squirrels, whatever is, is your pet, can certainly be your child, right? Can certainly come through as your child because they're just as dear to many of us as our own kids are, right? Yes. We have that heart link. Does that make sense to you, Laura? Absolutely. And, and sometimes seeing a pet that becomes ill and needs to be crossed over can be such a heart-wrenching experience. Of course. Um, I've had to do that myself a couple of times and you do, you, you question whether or not there was anything more that you could have done. 
and to hear from your pet and have them say, I'm okay, I'm happy now, I'm not in pain anymore, and you made the right decision based right. on what the situation was, to mm -hmm. have them say that can be so healing and so cathartic. Mm-hmm, yeah. So there's a question here um, from Rachel on the Facebook page about whether I teach classes yet, and I do. Uh, I just finished teaching two classes in Lilydale, and then I'm teaching at the end of October in Florida. So meet me in Clearwater. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, so I teach classes, and Laura's obviously going to start teaching classes because it's needed. It's needed, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know exactly what your expertise would be, but I teach usually beginning through intermediate courses, all different kinds of courses, not mm -hmm. just mediumship but psychic development and intuition and healing. And so keep an eye on both of our websites. And on that note, Laura, can you please provide your website so that people can find you? Sure. It's um, celestialtouchllc.com. And that will give you um, pictures of what my studio looks like. It will um, show you, you know, get a directional map on how to reach my studio. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good. Um, email, phone number? Um, the email address is info at celestialtouchllc.com. And to schedule an appointment or to just speak with me if you have any questions, the number is 845-244-1767. Very good. Very good. So look for her events and classes and readings and all that kind of stuff, healings. Yeah. So how has working as a medium changed your life? Oh, it's changed it considerably. Um, it gives me the opportunity to help people in a capacity that I never imagined would be possible. Mm -hmm. um, it, it brings me a lot of joy to see um, the difference in some of my clients from when they first walk through the door and when they leave, the sense of peace um, and healing that occurs during a reading is just really um, incredible. It really is a wonderful thing to be able to give that to somebody. Mm -hmm. and having experienced a significant loss myself, I can understand you know, how they feel. Um, you know, the devastation that a loss can cause somebody. So to be able to bring through somebody and maybe give them that last message that they didn't get or give them the chance to um, apologize for something or have them give that last message of I love you and see the, the expressions on the sitter's faces is, is just a, a wonderful thing. And it really um, has changed my priorities a lot. And it's shown me that, you know, from my own personal experiences, it, I, I now see that when we leave this, this lifetime, that, you know, we go on, there's more to it. it. We don't just cease to exist. Right, right. So there's a lot of people on the Facebook Live that are interested in how mediumship can help them overcome the loss of a loved one, sometimes tragic loss. Um, and 
sometimes even the loss of a pet. How, how does mediumship help us overcome that? Well, as I said, it, it gives you the chance to see that we don't just cease to exist when we, you know, leave the body. Um, when, when a medium is able to give you facts, give you um, descriptions, give you memories that you have that clearly are not coming from them. Right. You that they are in contact with your loved one. Mm -hmm. That I think is, is priceless. To right. Have that happen. Yes. There's different, I don't want to say classifications, but different levels of mediumship. And it simply is just the way spirit wants us to work. So there's mediums who primarily work with angels, those that their primary connection is with spirit guides, those who are like Laura and myself, um, connected more to the energetic level of your loved ones, your ancestors. So there's different purposes for readings and for, um, I guess, what you're wanting, the result for the mediumship reading. Um, so again, Laura and I are both doing that kind of work. So do you do in-person as well as phone appointments, Laura? Yes, I do. Great. I do. Yeah. Because, you know, some people live far from my studio and it would not be possible for them to come. So yes, I do do phone readings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit also about your psychic readings, like, What's first of all, what's the difference between a psychic reading or a mediumship reading? And then also, since you told us the benefit of the mediumship reading, tell us the benefit for a psychic reading. All right. Well, when I do a psychic reading, I am honing in on the person in front of me energy. When I do the mediumship readings, I am connecting with somebody that has crossed over. So when somebody comes in looking for a psychic reading, I will focus my attention on the energy around them and I will receive information um, that way. And sometimes I do get their guides stepping forward and giving me guidance to give them on a situation or a life path. But uh, mm -hmm. it, again, with the psychic reading, it's more about their energy and what's happening around them. Right, right. I agree, um, like you, my readings are usually like a mix, you know? What I've seen is someone might book a mediumship reading and then their loved ones start talking about things going on in their life, which then yeah. turns into a psychic reading too, right? Yeah. So you know, the, the spirit loved ones around you are very well aware of what's going on and sometimes they bring up the subjects that you need to speak on, you know? Yes. I love it. I love it. So if you could once again, share with us your contact information, where you're going to be, um, all that kind of good stuff. Okay. Well, my um, website is celestialtouchllc.com. Um, my studio is located in Pauling, New York. Um, my number for the studio is 845-244-1767. And mm -hmm. I again, do phone readings, as well as in-person readings. I also do the Reiki work in my studio. So if somebody is close enough to my studio to be able to come in, we can have a Reiki session. 
Um, great. That's great. Thank you so much, Laura, for coming on. I really appreciate you, you know, having you and for what you're doing. It, it, takes a, it takes a gutsy person sometimes to give up on their old life to move into the, to, to the future. And let's face it, you know, mediumship is, is one of those professions where we're scrutinized and judged, and it takes a little courage to take that step. So I'm glad that you've joined the ranks. <laughs> well, in a sense, it is a calling. It, it is. It really is, um, because once spirit, you know, has got you, they will guide you, and they will direct you, and they will put you in places where you are needed to be able to do this work and yes. bring the healings with the, the Reiki and bring the healings with the mediumship and psychic work. work. Mm -hmm. so, um, mm -hmm. it's, I feel it's really a calling. It is. It really is. It really is. You know, when I first, well, I was first introduced to the Spiritualist Church about a billion years ago. But at that time, I'd been to a bunch of different churches, and it was always like, you know, you're going to go to hell if you don't believe in all this stuff. And it's like, mm, why am I going to go to hell? I'm a good person, you know? Mm -hmm. So you find the spiritualist church, and now you feel like you're at home. Yes. You feel like, like this is what's been missing. Like, these people are my tribe, you know? Yes. And, and it brings you such a sense of peace and relief to know that you're not necessarily all that weird, um, yes. you know, but it just, it's such a wonderful thing to know that there are people out there who can commiserate and are compassionate to what you're going through. Right. And it's, it's difficult. It really is difficult. Not only from the, from the public, but even from our own family. Sometimes we get that judgment because we are a little different, you know, yeah, my mother um, kind of didn't really understand Mm -hmm. um, as I was growing up, you know, what I was going through. And mm -hmm. then when I became a Reiki master and I lugged my table to her house <laughs> and had her, you know, on the table and did a Reiki session on her, she was completely blown away. She mm -hmm. finally understood. And that was, I think, very healing for myself that my mother finally understood um, right. the type of, of work that I needed to do. Yes, I get it. I get it. The same thing with me, with my dad, who's very, very left brain and very scientific. Um, when he saw me work mediumistically first, he says, I don't know how she's doing it, but she's doing it, right? Mm -hmm. So some people just need to see it to believe it or... And sometimes they just, they don't know how it works. They just have to trust that there's something going on there that they don't understand. Yeah. And I, and I praise them and I thank them for being open enough, right. To be, to be exposed to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Laura, thank you. It was a pleasure. It was an absolute pleasure talking to a fellow weirdo. I just love it. Thank you so much, honey. Well, thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed this. You're welcome. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Until next week, may you seek the divine, be the divine, and reap the divine. God bless. Mwah.